This is Justin, and this is Sean. It's the Dot Matrix. Uh, find me on the dotmatrix.com and wherever else you might find us. All thirty thousand of you, thirty-five, thirty-five k visits. They just go for five seconds. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this is fun. This looks interesting. Like, um, well, it's been a while since our last conversation. And that was episode 55 back in September, which when you were setting it up, you were telling me when I got here, like, it's been since September. Is that four months ago? Four, four or five months ago. Well, yeah, September 21st is when we posted it, so. Which, then you dialed back at least three weeks before. Yeah. <laughs> Early September. <laughs> wow. Well, that's life getting in the way, I guess. Right? It's, it's true. It is very true. Because what has happened since September? Uh, well, you're, what is going to happen is, you know, you got your your tour under control in, in terms of organizing. You're heading out on the road. Yeah. It's coming up. Yeah. You had your album release, which yeah. was fun as hell. Felt so young again. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> and, alright, and I was on holidays, I went on my trip to Iceland. Yeah. And oh, what else has happened? A lot has happened, eh? Yeah. Uh, the holidays, I'm... the end of another year. Fun stuff, some not so fun stuff. Uh, lost my dog. Dexter passed oh. away. But um, life is so different now. Life is different now. We're especially us. We're uh, we're noticing. Um, like, it, it, time is different now. How we go about our day is different now. Mm. That was a, mm. That's a big change for us. Mm. So, but yes, those are kind of the main well, things. Funny. You were making fun of me so much when I got here with my puffy uh, Uniqlo Asian puffy gray jacket. Which I really like, <laughs> however. <laughs> but it was funny because I would have worn it yesterday. And so I kept thinking, um, so I was here yesterday, and you guys hosted a wonderful party, and I'm going to be here again, like, <laughs> so often this week. And and I put the jacket on, thinking, okay, usually when I come over, and at a certain point, you take Dexter out, and I like to come and walk with you. Yeah. To have a little mano-a-mano conversation, off-podcast kind mm-hmm. of conversation. And then I didn't... <laughs> Where it was, I realized, oh, right, we're not going to be going on that walk. Yeah. And so I put my other jacket on. Yeah. So little things like that, I mean, little things for me, but you know, bigger for you guys, obviously, but, but yeah, and now it's a starting of a new year, 2014. Yeah. And we never did our year in review. Well, this is a good one to actually, you know, we didn't know what we would talk about today, like, which is kind of our style, how we usually do it, but... Yes. Maybe we can actually talk about, just off the cuff, uh, if not this moment, we can come back to it, but uh, things we think, we, we've done this before, yeah. our predictions maybe for the year, and it can be very broad, it can be very, sure. it doesn't have to be ultra specific, but 
What do you, what do you think? We could do sure. that. Sure. Or, you know, or anything that's a highlight from the year before, or from sure. you know, 2013. Year if we do talk about predictions for the year, otherwise, if we do start there, my first gripe will be, I will predict nine months from now, Jay Leno will come back to The Tonight Show. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about this last night, right? This yeah. whole Jay Leno leaving The Tonight Show under duress, basically. Yeah. And Under sister, duress. My sister sent me a link to this article. Uh, I'll probably, probably post it in the description. Yeah, that's... And all, all she said that this will make you angry. <laughs> and it's basically I, talking about the 60 Minutes interview, right? Yeah, which I saw this morning. Because I taped it, right? And I remember you were saying <laughs> not many things like Leno just give, just make you angry. Like, yeah, there's not, yeah, that was my quote from yesterday. <laughs> there's not very many irrelevant things in life that make me angry. This is one of those things. <laughs> so funny. And I watched it and it's just like, I, and you know, and his wife is sitting next to him saying how much more angry she was about the whole fallout with uh, him and Conan and the Tonight Show in general. And how it's like, that's not how it went down, you know? And it's, it's like, I don't know, he's just sitting there laughing about it when it's like, no, dude, like, you're missing the main major point, which we've gone over time and time again. You were fired, as you claim. That means you go. And with a little integrity, you stay gone. It's like, even if Conan's show goes south, like, really fast, and it doesn't work, that doesn't mean Leno comes back. That means they find someone else. Right. You know what I mean? And that, to me, that's the main point. And, you know, as far as the article says exactly that, and how, you know, there is enough evidence in 1992 when the first battle of late night happened and Leno got the Tonight Show and not Letterman. Right. Uh, they're saying, you know, there's evidence that Carson didn't leave under his own volition either. Um, same story, an up-and-comer like Leno, they're going to lose him, so you got to give him something. And, um, and they said, regardless of what happened, Carson protected his legacy and when he left, he left. He disappeared. He was done. Like, you never saw him again. He didn't do anything. And um, and people talk about his legacy in Tonight Show still quite intact, without any tarnish. Absolutely. Because Leno, for twenty years or whatever how long it was, did an admirable job. I wasn't a big fan of it, but you know mm -hmm. he held his own and he held the franchise. Rating sure. success. Yeah. And and I think it's all semantics about you know whether or not he's the victim or not. The facts are the facts. He was asked to move on, and he was told by as is my big thing. By your employer, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that that's it, and got a sweet deal, sweet five year deal to find new employment or to retire and save up. Oh yeah, and uh, and he chose not to do it that way, right? And then you know, and so yes, fine, you know, his wife was complaining like, oh, it's all in the media, like Leno. He was the evil guy because he planned the whole thing. No, he wasn't evil because he planned the whole thing. He was evil because he let. He just let it continue to happen, and he was let he you know he didn't help the situation. Absolutely and, not. And um, exactly. And I, I I like to put this on the record of a podcast that I'm like, like not even the president of the United States get that sweet of a deal. 
Like every in four years, Obama had to figure out whether he had a job yet. He had to wait and see on a certain day to find out whether he could at least do the job two months later. Yeah. Like, not even the most powerful human being in this planet today got the kind of deal Jay Leno got in 2004. Mm -hmm. And now he's still the victim? Like... (laughs) It's just... It doesn't happen. But I think it it does speak to something about how time really flies. You think, oh, five years. Look how fast those five years. And it's already been... Almost five years since 2009, like since that happened in 2009 or 10. Right. I mean, just look at how that time flies. And, you know, he could have just sat down. He could have gone for a drive in one of his cars and thought about his future for real. Right. But he couldn't. It just goes to show it doesn't matter if you're um, below poverty line, middle class or uber rich like he is. No one wants to face the future or not working or the uncertain future it's sure. very hard for all of us to face that and that i get because he he admitted during the 60 minutes it's like and they said would you still do it if you could if this didn't come up again he's like well you know <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like he's he, of course he would because he doesn't what has he been doing for 20 years he's been doing that right. and collecting cars right i don't know what else he does you know, no right. one really does. And that's the problem. No one really does, right? That's what I think is a big problem. It, he's, he's used to being in the limelight. That's really hard to just stop all of a sudden one day. Right. And that's the, you know, oh, that's show business. Like, when you go, no, it's work. It's the thing about losing your yeah. job and everything. But what is show business is you're losing something that is so visible and it's uh, intoxicating in a way that oh, yeah. very few jobs are. Right? Yeah. So okay. that the departure piece I would grant is is unique in that business. Right. But the but the negotiation and the who determines whether or not you still keep your job or not that happens around the world in every employment context. Right. That's not different. It's it's the um it's the uh, unceremonial way in which you leave or you cling to it till the bitter end. That kind of is unique to. But I'm excited for Fallon to take over. I mean, if anyone's going to do it, he's the guy. You know, if it didn't work out for Conan, then... Yeah. Know. I mean, the only thing that I just say is just, I'm just too old to stay up now. So just... Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> and it's not the same. And like, it is one of those things that is not the same. I mean, and that's why, I mean, the good thing about the the internet, I'm saying as an old person, saying it like an old person, the internet. Um... In the way Fallon has done it, he, like he, they do just do snippets, right? Or little web extras that you don't yeah. see on the show, and 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 that you don't feel like if you watch a little two minute clip and then talk about it, like because a million five hundred million people have also watched it, you feel okay, but like you can't watch a whole like Tonight Show a whole hour like the next day or on your PVR, like it just no. it just doesn't happen. Anymore. Yeah. And it just doesn't feel right. Like, it's moved on. The world has moved on 24 hours later. For sure. Like, when I, even when I watch an old daily show, like, yeah. it's just because it's on a repeat or something. Yeah. I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't hold as well. Oh, uh, it, it, it's so funny how how quickly things change now with, with all that. You know, it's like uh, having a newspaper subscription or whatever. It's like, if you miss reading that paper that day, you can't even really think of reading it the next day. It's right. It's weird, and I mean that's 
that's and that's already so old school now it's like you know even with that that magazine app like i can download magazines from months ago and i have some of them i have right so i thought oh well, there's some interesting articles because some of the what i really like about old-fashioned reporting like journalism yes journalism like journalism, real journalism yeah say time magazine or newsweek newsweek i love newsweek it's because there's 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 well uh, typically, there's a lot of thought put in, like, there's a process there. Right. Rather than the quick, you know, headline or blog on a splash page, um, like, say, like, a Huffington Post, even though I, I look at Huffington Post all the time, just because right. you get to keep up to date pretty fast with, like, things going on, even in your area, but um, I like those in-depth, like, articles like Hillary 2016, Nothing Can Stop Her, or the... Uh, the, the, the crazy atrocities in, in Syria, you know, they, they an, the, the way they analyze all the movement, like all the stuff that's going on. Like, yeah, you could actually refer back to articles like that from like the previous year or, you know, it's like uh, when you're listening to Noam Chomsky and he's talking about uh, whether it's the peace, the peace proce- process in the Middle East or, or um, American militarism or, or whatever the case will often say, oh, let's refer back to when this was reported here. It's all documented. Like, he always says that, right? Right. So, like, I wonder if people actually do go back and dig that stuff out. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I hadn't really thought of it that way in terms of that distinction that is kind of really blurred or almost non-existent now because everything has moved online, right? Yeah. In terms of newspapers and magazines have all gone online. Yeah. And, and But there was a... D- distinct difference between the long play and the short play of that yes. medium of that of that of journalism right i mean there is a place for the daily newspaper and why it was always like in that more you know print like the print that kind of rubs on your fingers and just definitely cheaper paper yeah because it was a throwaway the news had to be digested that quickly in mm-hmm. a daily basis mm-hmm. and um and and you read it because it's just a uh, uh, just a play-by-play of of the facts, right? Uh, so you you know read the Vancouver Sun or the New York Times, uh, and the New York Times is a bit different because they also go in depth quite a bit, but it's about reporting the here and now. Yeah, and then you do get those weekly things because let's say you know like I'm hungry to find out what the hell is going on in the Ukraine today right. and yesterday, but I do want to get that Newsweek or the New York Times magazine, which is once a week, once a month or something where they take that incident and what's going on and go in depth. Yeah. Right? And that's why the, you know, the cir- those circulations were like once a week, once a month, because you needed that time to dig deeper. Yes. And the value, and people talk about this a lot, like as a consumer of news, you're supposed to be getting from all sorts, of, all sorts of sources. So not just like the New York Times versus the New York Post or what have you, um, you know, but it's also... Uh, New Yorker, right? You need oh, yeah. the sh- not very, not a very, not different sources of the short play, but you need different sources of the short play and the long play, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and you kind of get this, oh, that all gets blurred, right? And the short play is now a 15 top 10 reasons why Rob Ford should not be mayor. <laughs> right. So the short play has gotten so micro, or it's the 140 word characters on Twitter, right? And that still serves a purpose to keep, like, I feel like I scan through Twitter, I scan through, you know, 
Facebook and people have, you know, all those different buzz feeds and different yeah. like lists and, and it generally keeps me entertained and somewhat informed. Uh, so the internet has created this new micro piece, but then it's just whitewashed everything else into just being that whole other thing. Yeah. And there actually is gradients that you were talking about, which I totally didn't even think about. Hmm. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned Twitter because I, you know, I finally had went and signed up my own account, you know, when we were going to live tweet that bitch of a presidential election. <laughs> right. Last November, or no, was that 2012? 2012. And, um, but I just, you know, I do Facebook all the time. And that's partly because it, I use it more of a communication device. Dan talks to each other a lot on Facebook. Like we all... Oh? Huh? Oh, yeah, like, we use the Messenger app, you know, like, we all, we're, like, most of our communication, if we're not in the same room, is Facebook. Oh, okay. It works really well. Hmm. Um, not a Google Huddle or whatever they're called? Google Hangout? Hangout. <laughs> Whoa, Justin, come on. <laughs> well, let me tell you about a millennial quiz that I'll tell you about after you finish that story. <laughs> well, basically, it's like, yeah, I've never done one of those Google Hangouts, but, uh, uh, but for Twitter, I've never, you know, I, I, I found it really useful because I actually got in contact with a couple of wineries. I don't know if I brought this up during a podcast, but, yeah. you know, cause I, you know, I love wine, big wine maniac and, um, and I love BC wine. And so, okay. There's a little, little side story here. Please we'll take us down this. a side road. We'll get back to the highway. <laughs> All roads bit. lead back to... <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, keep going, move on. Yeah, move on. I'll move on. <laughs> um, and so I, for direct contact, it's been great because of the fact that they're on Twitter and they know to look out for, for communication that way. It's not like emailing an info box or something. Twitter, the immediacy of Twitter to communicate um, via tweets or say direct message is really useful in that sense. And I've done that. I've, um, I've tweeted a few of the, the vineyards here. And one of them, uh, I tweeted Moon Cursor because uh, I, I, ha I got a, a bottle from there when we went there uh, in 2010. I bought a 2008 Tanat. And hardly anyone in BC makes Tanat. Like, it's a, it's a grape that's not very widespread. Okay. But it works... Uh, in the, the hotter south, like in Asoyas, where they are. Sure. Anyway, so I, I, I was going to leave this bottle for my 40th birthday. I have a 40th birthday wine. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, because I really liked it. So Sorry, we're horrified 40, but anyways, just keep... Three years away, three and a half years away. Well, closer to three for you, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, sorry, the, the level on that was just really bad. That's okay. I'll That's guess. horrifying. But, uh, okay, sorry, keep going. So keep I, I use Twitter, my little Twitter account, to tweet them and say, hey, I've got this bottle, but I understand from my friend Ed that, you know, to check with you guys in case uh, it goes past its prime in three years. You right. know, like, should I, in other words, should I drink it now? Is it better I drink it now than wait? And they said, oh, well, we're actually going to be tasting some of our uh, vintages soon and i'll let you know and it took a while like they it, they actually it actually fell off his radar but then he somehow out of nowhere he's like oh i'm so sorry i haven't tweeted you back on this 
And he actually did get back to me. Hmm. And I thought, oh, okay, that's great. I was like, I wasn't sitting there waiting for him to respond or anything, but I thought if he had a moment, and he did. The the guy, I don't I don't recall his name, but the, the winemaker, he wrote back and said, oh yeah, it should be fine. It's going to taste, it tastes great now. And even a few more years, it will be fine. So I thought, okay, great. So that to me is the cool thing about Twitter. What I can't do is just sit there and just scroll through like, like especially if a couple of days go by, like days of tweets and like, I mean, I that's the whole part of the process. I'm just like, I, I just can't devote time to this, you know? Right. Like, instinctually, it doesn't work for me that way. Right. Well, and I think that's the, <clears throat> I think people use it for what's valuable for them. And some people who are on it very regularly will, you know, and depending how many, how many people they're following too, right? They could have hundreds of little tweets, right. you know, and you're scrolling through that have come in in an hour or two, or if you don't, if you check it once a day, like there's no way you're going to, like, it's just so much noise, right? You're just not going to get through it all. Right. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I had, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to see what's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's good. It's good for that. I mean, if there are, you know, obviously people you really do want to follow like you're gonna check their like john gomeshi or something right if you even right. wanted to follow him you can, i mean he tweets every day multiple times a day i right. think well i guess that's that's what i i have to say i have sort of understood the glimpse into people who are public figures yeah you know, that famous celebrities or sports figures or what have you and uh and I do think of certain social media in that way. Like I think of Facebook as being very closed to the people who I have as my friends. Right. And I will post and communicate just that way with them for that purpose. Twitter I do think of as a more very external kind of thing. So I'm following, you know, some actors, some comedians and some, you know, and I'll and it just entertains me just seeing a tweet every so often. Right? Like Bill Maher is good for that. Uh not following him, I should oh, follow him. Yeah, he's good. Okay. He's good for that. And, you know, some sports figures I'm following, but um, Instagram, I also find is a very private thing. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't, I used to have it open for a while, and people okay. can just look at it, but I just, I've locked it and made it more private. Cool. And, um, and so I only, and I don't follow any celebrities' Instagrams or mm. public figures' Instagram, but I will on Vine for some reason. <laughs> oh, see, I don't know much about Vine at all. Well, it's kind of weird because it's slightly redundant now that Instagram also does videos. Oh, okay. And Vine was the, always a short video kind of thing. Oh, okay. I have never once posted a Vine. Oh, I know. I posted oh an Instagram video once. That was the one thing I did back in September. <laughs> so, months ago. Um, but yeah, so I, I think of certain social medias as being more public than others for some reason. But that's just me. Speaking of which, I should check that. I don't know if mine's locked or open or not, but I really like Instagram. I have to say, I, I check the, like see. I'll check an Instagram feed because I I really love seeing people's photos. Like, in other words, I like really great photos if they're posted by someone. Sometimes people post photos. I'm like, I I don't even want to take two seconds to look at this. But there's some really amazing photos that people take. Right. And I I love when people use it as hey, I'm really trying to take a cool photo here. Right. Like, check this out. I really, somehow, I really dig that. I didn't think I would, but I really do. But, um, yeah, the Twitter thing, though. Mm-hmm. I just, it's good for our band, 
you know, the mode modern is great. It's really been handy, and uh, Phil Phil took over managing that, which is great because I wasn't posting every day, and I because I was just like, well, I I just I again, it's it's like it, it I'm, it's not an extension of me, like so to speak, compared right. to like other things that you use on a daily basis. I just can't think of it that way, but but yeah, like um, we you know we hook up our Instagram to our Twitter to our facebook page of the band to like everything i mean it's all kind of intertwined now so which is kind of nice um so it's been really handy for that um but yeah that was a fun little discussion <laughs> it's funny like two old guys talking about twitter is what it is oh my god um, and uh with speaking of two old guys talking about twitter i uh uh, I want to talk about my little social media, oh, not yeah. social media, my little um, millennials quiz. Okay. And how embarrassing <laughs> it has it So has what does been. that mean? Um, and then we'll get on to, like, either previewing 2014 or review that piece. Yeah, sure. That'd be kind of fun. Um, but in our office, we've decided to take a bit of a, a change in how we do staff meetings and try to do a little bit more professional development, a little more insight on certain topics and go do a, a same topic over a number of staff meetings just to make it really valuable for us to dig into a topic. And the first topic we decided to do was about better understanding the millennials generation. So Gen Y, millennials, the same, apparently the same definition, the same label, two labels for the same generation. And <clears throat> because most of, you know, and I work in a university and most of our students are of that age, right? Yeah. So we thought it'd be really interesting to just get a better sense because most of us are, you know, a little bit older than millennials or we're in the millennial years. And uh, just to remind ourselves of what, what is the real perspective of a student, of someone in that age group. So we, so one of my staff, one of my colleagues, sorry, she found, um, she was leading us in trying to plan out the next number of meetings about this topic, found a, a, um, a quiz online, like a Cosmo quiz, <laughs> Like, but it was like from the Pew Institute, so it's reputable, but very American based. I'll send the link okay. out to people. Okay. You should fill it out too. I'd be very curious yeah. as to what you are. Okay. And you answer like fifteen questions, and uh, something like that, and you get a score out of a hundred. The the higher the score, the more, uh, the more millennial you are, and the lower the score, the older you. So each question has a, a value of points? No, it was, uh, I don't know how they're, they're skewed very differently, but one okay. is like, you know, have you uh, read a newspaper in the last 24 hours, right? And depending if you say yes or no, is you're closer, you're more in line with how millennials oh. think and are, and are, or you're not. Okay. Or have you, uh, have you a, a contacted a public official in the last year or something? Uh, you know, like a MP or something. Right? Interesting. I mean, you talk to Linda Davies all the time, so maybe you know you answer that different way. You know, and also, you know, how many text messages have you sent in the last twenty four hours? And you have a different, like, depending on how many, right? And or do you watch TV in the last an hour of television in the last twenty four hours? Right? Questions like that. Right. Apparently, millennials aren't watching television, but I, I but it's, the definition is very odd. Like, what do you mean by television? If you're watching it online. That television, right? right? Yeah, so Netflix or whatever. Yeah, so I, I don't. You just have to answer what you answer, right? And so we, as a staff of twenty, kind of answer the questions collectively. We just sort of did it with the majority rules, right? And as an office, we are we scored eighty nine out of or eighty oh, wow. something out of a hundred. So and there's a lot of young staff in our office. Yeah, and 
then my my colleagues send it to everyone in the staff. So we all filled out individually. And I answered the questions for myself. And I scored 46 out of 100. So I was literally... 46? Yeah, so... You're old-fashioned? Apparently means I'm old-fashioned. And my boss, who's, you know, slightly older than me, she scored 66. And another colleague who's older than me scored 89 or something. Wow. And I'm like, she's got a tattoo. That's why she's... Yeah, what was it? Do you have a tattoo? And, um, and so uh, I always think it's that. But I, she's just probably just young at heart anyways. But everyone scored... Like, I was literally the oldest, the lowest scoring person in the office at 46. <laughs> okay, so you got 46. So I better take it and we'll see who really is Preston. I, I know, you, you know, you're totally going to be fine, I bet it. You think? Well, it's funny because I, I and I filled it in the second time. <laughs> and? and I had a higher texting day. Like, I had texted more people oh, okay. in 24 hours, so I entered a different level. And I still scored uh, 59. <laughs> 59. Well, that's better, marginally. marginally. But over 50%, that's good. Yeah. So I'll, uh, I'm going to find that uh, test and I'll, I'll send it to you and then I'll yeah. we'll put it in the description too so people can fill it out. Yeah, I, I, I really want to see how I compare to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to so be pressed in on this. It's going to be really bad. <laughs> it doesn't ask if you're in a band though. Oh, That's well. not a question, so. I haven't picked up on that. <laughs> how many instruments have you played in the last 24 hours? <laughs> Or any at all. <laughs> uh, so what... You said... Did you have a topic that you wanted to talk about? Because when we, before oh, we started, yeah. you said you had one topic. So I'm curious about what that topic was. Well, okay. And this is... This, you know, can be in- interpreted any way you want, really. And this is... This is just like a exploratory hypothetical kind of thing. Okay. Well, because you know what? I'm a big Keegan and Sarah fan, as, as you are. Yes. Just listen to them on the way here. Yeah, well, t- I uh, I saw a video on Facebook because I followed their feed. Yeah. And they had just performed at this um, Billboard Women in Music thing. Okay. Which I had no idea about. And so they played um, one of their new songs, Fool for Love or whatever. Fool. Yeah. 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 Which is, I think, one of the better songs off their latest album. No, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and they played a, a more actually acoustic D kind of version of it. Okay, like a full band. There's like piano. Better, sure. Well, I know there's piano in the track, but they, it was it was more stripped down and, and it was it was quite lovely actually. More to your taste from my yeah from our conversation <laughs> about this album, but keep going. Yes, that's true. That's true. Um, Preston, not over. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, keep going. Not overproduced. Um, so Tegan, uh. Before she started playing, she, you know, she, it looked like it took was taking place in this, you know, big kind of hotel ballroom kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of, ta- it looked like the Golden Globes, like that kind of oh, setup, right? Okay. A bunch of tables and a bunch of, you know, women in music, like, sitting there, and, and they kept showing Pink, and they're talking to Pink, and I don't know if Pink put it on, or, or she, if they're celebrating her, I don't, all I know is the two or three minutes of what I saw. But, yes. she, but Tegan started saying, you know, uh, she's been just talking about how long they've been thinking of 
playing music professionally and all this kind of stuff and it and and um how they when they first started they both came out of the closet like early on like around the time they were doing it full time yeah and and they attribute that to uh being raised by a single mother who was very strong woman and you know so they were they were talking about you know this strong feminism and all this kind of stuff and they were um, honored to be performing in front of all these great women and and the event was really cool and they were very nervous and blah 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 and i thought okay well you know i always love how they speak from the heart and are always genuine and right and so you know you really you really get that from them compared to other performers but there's a but here, isn't there? Well, here's the but. Okay, what's the but? Uh, there, it seems to be like a new rise in, in, in feminism in a way. Okay. Um, people often refer to Lena Dunham with that, like a kind of a very progressive feminism because she's naked all the time in the show. And, right. And other women are, and it's great, and all this kind of stuff. Well, I guess I was just wondering, like, do we need to define women as women because they're women. Um, Catherine Hepburn didn't like to be defined because she was a woman or what kind of woman she was and so on and so on. And look look what era she came from and what a trailblazer she was. So I guess my question is, is feminism still... Uh, 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 relevant and are we are we going into uncharted territory like are we still making strides or are we still like should we think like even for men like should we think with a feminist kind of edge and and do we need women in song and because they're women playing songs or or why didn't we have that when Joni Mitchell and and Tina Turner and and other and Rita Franklin were coming up and you know what I mean? Like, are we over-categorizing? Are we, you know? Right. Is, are we going a step forward with feminism? Or is feminism now going a step back? Are, or do we need to have Hillary be president first? Or, you know, because that would be amazing. Or do we, but we're constantly, you know what I mean? Should we be having events like that? It's like... Yeah. Like the gay, like like people talk about like gay gay pride. People, some people say, well, the whole idea at the end of the day is that they shouldn't have to go out and do that. They should be able to just be who they are. But then there's the others who say, well, we're not there yet, so we need to right. be doing pride parades and stuff. Which I I actually agree with that. I think we still need to do pride parades and and get get it out there that. Like they did on the Grammys, they had couples of all different orientations marrying right on live TV. So it's like, hmm. I guess my question is like, I was a little surprised because I know they are kind of feminist leaning, but but do we still need to do like women in song or women in music right. because they're women playing music? And so did, did this, this whole train of thought come to you from just watching that that video? Yeah. Or oh, okay, interesting. Which, which is weird because. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm trying to get away from overanalyzing stuff. That's a lot of analyzing for a little two and a half minute video. Yeah. And I'm going to find that video too because I want to see it. 
Well, it's great to watch just because it's great performance. But yeah. but I thought you know. It, 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 you know what I'm you know what I'm wow. saying like it, it you made me think, oh up, we could talk about this you've opened <laughs> up a huge conversation yeah yeah and uh, <laughs> we're not gonna get to a year in review or I know. <laughs> you know it's really interesting I I'm of uh, you know it's interesting because I actually heard something very similar I'm gonna try to find it as well okay and post it on, on our description. Um, it was an excerpt. I was literally, I never listened, I literally never listened to the radio that much anymore, except for when I'm in my car, right? Even oh, when like I'm in my CBC car. Or, yeah, CBC. Yeah, CBC. And I usually, when I'm in my car, I put my iPod on, or my, sorry, my iPhone, my iMusic, uh, or iTunes. And, uh, and so, but sometimes when the car ride's so short, I just turn on the radio. And I was listening to As It Happens. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it was As It no, it wasn't. It was no. It was uh, Michael Enright's show, like Sunday. Oh, yeah, this Sunday or something. Yeah, whatever it's called. I'm gonna find it. Um, and he played an excerpt about uh, a panel discussion about women uh, misquoted. It was called. Oh. Uh, it was. Uh, yeah, that's what it was called. That was the name of the panel, misquoted, and it was about women in journalism and asking that exact same question. Okay. Uh, you know, is. Uh, do you still have to f- focus on on women journalists uh, or, or women who are journalists? Is that really uh, a relevant thing anymore? Are they just all, or are we all just journalists? Right. And if you look at some, apparently some of the, you do some analysis on, um, I know someone did this, this analysis, I don't know where and for how, what the long period, what the period was. But if you do analysis on how many people are quoted as experts in news articles, uh, the majority still are men than women. So okay. women aren't quoted as much. Okay. And, um, and, and there's a whole bunch of other statistics. So that's where the misquoted comes out of. Like, so, um, and so this, why is that? Like, why are, why are still the experts in various fields still men who are quoted in, and if you make the effort to find, should you make the effort to find women who will speak knowledgeably about whatever topic you're talking about? Uh, and and they were talking about things like you know well you know men have a propensity to be a little bit more showman a little bit more you know want to be accessible <laughs> right. and so you know if you are chasing down an article about the latest cancer treatment and you want an expert opinion you're gonna go to your who you're gonna go to the uh, probably the guy who has given you his phone number at home his cell phone his email address his you know um, all these different ways of getting a hold of him and, and Maybe other experts who are, are women don't aren't as available or hasn't been traditionally as available. So do you do you go into those those old uh, muscle memory habits uh, and ex- and assumptions whether they're true or not anymore? So there's a good discussion about that. I, I'm totally and it's like literally like a two minute car ride that I hear this. So it's funny how you bring this up. Um, yeah. Because the question is, yeah, I mean, is it like sort of like with a with Obama being the first black president, are we truly in a post-racial world, right? You know? Right. I mean, it's a similar thought process. Yeah. And so whether or not we're talking about feminism or post-racial worlds or everything, I am of the mind, and this is my thinking, and I'm also, my thinking is always, I'm always pretty pragmatic, because I think we, we're still not there yet. 
my gut for a lot of things. Yeah. Um, you know, thinking about the 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 gender piece, uh, <clears throat> there's still a lot in our society that's where the decks are stacked, rather whether structurally or societally, male than female. Yeah. Um, and even male female is a bit of a of a misnomer of a duality. There's a lot of of people who are transgendered, who and income equality and all that. Uh, right. There's a whole bunch of other pieces to it. That's true. That goes beyond gender. Uh, but uh, you know, there's gender is not a dual thing. Is my sense. You know, there's a lot of people who have other identities, gender identities that that fall between that. Um, and I would say, you know, I mean, I think about the racial question. The same thing, right? Like. Uh, I'm planning a trip to the deep south in March, so I've been doing a lot of research <laughs> on you know the Civil yeah. War and and all the things that are there. And you think about the Civil War was you know eighteen whatever it was or whatever the year was, yeah. and there's still a oh. blowback from that still to this day, right? It's incredible. I mean, yeah. you think about the blue sta- states, red states is one manifestation of that to this day. So you have a black president, but that still hasn't wiped away all of that. True. Um, and I, you know, I think about going to Iceland and, and, you know, my big, one of my big history lessons takeaways is that, you know, Iceland is, is the way it is in a very, you know, uh, homogenous uh, population uh, with a history that's long, but not very controversial is because the vikings came and they didn't find a first peoples living there already so they didn't have to do all the crazy stuff that every other colonial power does right and we are still suffering through i mean how long ago did the the british and the french and everyone come to north america basically raped gave disease gave all these things in the way of life that was probably you know still had its faults every you know, way life has its faults, but probably was doing better than they were when we came. Yeah. We not being me, because I'm Asian, but, you know, like, but, you know, the Western world, right? Right. And now it's 2014. We're barely talking about truth and reconciliation with our First Nations, uh, you know, uh, neighbors. That part seems to be going backwards. Uh, I I, I would say it's a standstill more than going backwards, is my sense. Okay. Uh, Well, you might know more than I do. But that's just certain conversations. I think there's some really good strides, but there's some stuff that are continually just either stagnant or, or going backwards. Sure. Somewhere, you know. Sure. Um, but as a whole, I would say it's probably just... Just kind of whatever. And so I just don't think we're there yet. Just yeah. as a whole yeah. is, is my sense. Um, I think there are great examples from... The women who get featured on Women in Music, or the Billboard concert, or uh, that Joni Mitchell exists, or Barack Obama exists, or Hillary Clinton exists. Right. They are great, shiny examples, but until you get 47 presidents who are women, or of a, or of a yeah. visible minority status of some kind, like we... It's just... And even then, I don't know whether or not we'd be there fully, but you know, at least we'd be closer. We would, yeah. You know? Hmm. So I don't know. No, I just... I don't know why it made me ask the question, but I just... It's a fascinating question, though. But you know, and this is this is why we do this, because it's about talking about things that pop into mind, and, mm. and you know, it. there will be those who are like, well, he's 
Hadid, why is he even bringing the question up? But that's more that I think it's more that's even more critical. Like dudes, <laughs> yeah, should be asking that question and should be free to answer honestly and but also free to know if they have a certain perspective that they should be open to knowing what the other perspective is whether or not it's yeah. one or the other right because yeah. everyone everyone who believes that either we have reached that point this it's a very liberate not libertarian but very if you know like like yeah i i people should be people for their merits whether they're male female what their social social economic status is whatever um I think that's a. Gr- I think that's a way we should all be looking at the at the world. Right. Uh, so it's not as if it's you know, if someone believes that we are there, doesn't mean they're necessarily wrong. It just means they're looking at it from a certain view, which is a refreshing view if the whole world were there too. But it just depends if we all if you believe the whole world is there or not, right? Right. right. So, but so as you were watching this video and this nugget of an idea <laughs> starts to germinate in your head. What were you thinking? Like, what, what, did you come to a conclusion for yourself? What you thought about that? Or, or do you kind of go, I still need more information? Or like, like, curious where you went with that. Um, yeah, it's such a big question. Huge! I, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I, I have to say that You know, Tegan and Sarah have, have come a long way in so many regards with their music, with just being lesbian, you know, in the public eye. I mean, that's, that's, that's big for, for anyone in, in it, for any public figure, because they're, they're going to come up people that are all for it and probably some that aren't. And, uh, but they've had amazing success and and they're playing this event that it just seemed i don't know it just maybe it's just a direction they're going in they're 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 playing different types of things and this is obviously a you know i don't know the context behind why the show was happening or what but, you know, just being that it's from a, a chart-based perspective, uh, you know, there's obviously probably a good amount of money involved, which is great, but it's a type of gig that I think is a bit different. And even if it was about, you know, women or not, you know, I I, I just kind of wondered if, if this was something that maybe even a few years ago they would have thought of doing. You know what I mean? Mm. But they Yeah, but they've been able to embrace a whole new level in the industry. Like, I mean, they're opening for Katy Perry coming up. When Katy Perry comes here, it'll be them opening. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. And I think that, you know, I don't want to badmouth Katy Perry, but I mean when you think of quality of her songs like I think she doesn't even come close you know but there's obviously a certain visual aspect and you know the industry they pick a few people here and there every now and again they're like oh yeah we're gonna 
we're going to push this person for whatever reason. Katy Perry, I'm not even sure why, but that's just my opinion. A couple of reasons why. Well, there's a couple. Yeah. Well, see, that's the yeah. thing. Like, oh, well, let's, let's be but honest I, here, right? But I have to say, I mean, I, I think I agree with you, uh, but uh, those songs are, in a public pers- perspective, quite catchy. Like, my niece, every time Roar comes on... Perry Pay- uh, Katy Perry. Um, she knows that song, right? Yeah. So there's something about the the rhythm, the lyric, whatever yeah. that that does catch whatever yeah. that is, right? And actually, I've I've seen Katy Perry on a few interviews or something over yeah. the last year or so. Yeah. Um. Pretty well spoken. Yeah. 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 Like I could see beside Russell Brand, and they were married, right? It's her for whatever five minutes, whatever. They were oh, married. really? I think so, yeah. Okay. And Russell Brand is to- amazingly well spoken. Yeah, he's pretty. And good. and I never understood how why they got together, but then when I saw her in a few interviews, I'm like, okay, I can see how that could, you know, why they wanted to be together, why those two energies could could have worked right. for however long it did, right? So I a little bit, I give her a little bit more credit than I th- would say the, the the general public does in that. In the critical lens side of things, yeah. Um, but I know what you're coming. I know what you're saying. And that's the thing. And and I hate coming across like a snob because, like, my sister would probably be like, "Sean, you're such a snob," you know, for example. And I'm like, no, it's like, I just, I just know that she's just that along this line of people that that they they put up there in the forefront or whatever, were regardless of you know, you know, uh, musical attributes or whatever. Um, it just seems, I don't know, it just seems odd. It's well, like, and you, you unpack the layers of that, and there's probably some gender stereotype, you know, men in high decision-making places where some yeah. of that happens, right? Yeah. And so it just reconnects to the topic at hand, right? Yeah. About, you know, are we there yet? I don't know if we're there yet, right? And that's the thing. And that's not to say she doesn't deserve her success at all. Like, it, yeah, I don't know. I or, watched her, like, we were tweeting about Grammys last night. Not yeah. tweeting, but on Facebook posting. It's like, her performance was so over the top. Oh, yeah, I did see it. It was... I mean, you forgot there was actually someone trying to sing a song there. There was so much happening on the stage. I just saw pink swirling around. Oh, yeah. Well, don't get me started on that. And I was like, how do you even sing when that is happening to well, you? Well, <laughs> Elaine and I were sitting there, and we don't think she was. Oh, yeah. That was my assumption, too. Yeah. It was when, you know, she got on the stage, and she was off her, you know, circuits thing. And singing that duet with that other dude from Fun, yeah. Which I didn't mind actually. I didn't. I didn't mind that. Yeah, that's a decent song. And uh, and then oh, oh, now she's singing, and you can hear the difference in the the you know right. sonically in the voice. And I thought, oh, what is that about? It's like that had nothing to do with anything. And then when people say, oh well, you know, then why? then it's the same when Kiss goes and plays and, you know, they're strapped to zip lines going from one end of the stadium to the other or they're they're at the top, the very top by the ceiling spitting out blood and stuff. It's like, what's the difference? I'm like, well, I guess you got me there. Yeah. And that's a good, and that's, 
right? It's great. Like, I think, I mean, that's a good point. And, and I would say if we were having this conversation, you know, 20 years ago or whatever period of time, uh, I don't think people would relinquish that territory that quickly. But I, I think, you know, you asking that question, you come to a point where someone says that, what's the difference? And you're like, you know, right. You got me there. <laughs> what is the point? Yeah. And, and these things manifest itself in so many different ways and so many subtle ways yes. that actually aren't subtle, but they're subtle because they're so entrenched yes. for so long. Right? Oh, totally. And to have people kind of say, you know, hey, yeah, you got me. I totally accepted the kiss thing, but I'm not accepting the pink thing. It's a good point. You know? It is. And the fact that, like, years ago, I would have been one to have, you know, fought that. And said, try to come up with what the difference is. Well, the difference is... Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's good because point. it's all subjective. Is that the right word? It is all subjective. Because it's like, to me, what I was ranting about on Facebook yesterday was, where's the song? Right? Right. Where is the song in all of this? I didn't hear a song when I was watching Katy Perry. I didn't hear a song when, until... Pink got down from the ceiling and flying around. Then I started to hear a song. Yet when Beyonce came out, I heard more of a song. Right. And then, of course, you know, Jay-Z had to jump in there. Of course, her <laughs> husband had to make his mark because uh, he can't have his wife taking all the attention, I guess. Um, <laughs> I'm like, oh, here he goes again doing the same, same thing. I know there's a lot of Jay-Z fans out there who are saying, what the fuck is Sean talking about? How can he say that? I'm a huge Jay-Z fan. And here's what he does. Beyonce comes out and just kills it from the first note. For some reason, the middle eight, Jay-Z has to come out on the stage, barge in on her performance every single time, and guess what? You could take those 16 bars of rapping from one performance of a different song, throw it in this song. It makes no difference what rap it is. It has makes no difference what he's rapping about. It sounds exactly the same. He comes in and he does a little rap and it's never different. And I think, you know, it would be nice to actually watch Beyonce just be Beyonce. And just do her song from start to finish without him having to jump in. That's what I want to happen in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And people are like, oh, come on, that's not fair. He's a really good rapper. It's like, it doesn't matter if he's a good rapper or not. He's probably the best rapper on the planet. And I would believe someone if they said that. Yet. It's what he's doing with it. And he's ruining his wife's performance with it, in my opinion. In my humble opinion. Well, maybe ruin is a little strong. Let's say he's distracting and being a little unnecessary. I think it is completely unnecessary for him to jump in. I don't care if they're married. I don't care if they love each other. Doesn't matter. Have him come out maybe once every few years. He'll, he'll jump in on a song. But every time you see her on TV, does he have to be there and do that? Unbelievable. <laughs> so, so you're saying 
the Beatles are wrong. All you need isn't love. <laughs> Sometimes um, you just gotta put the mic down and let your wife do her thing, is what you're saying. Sometimes you gotta put the mic down, Rockford. And, um, like John Stewart says, it's just done. You're done. Put the mic down. It's time to go. Um, on that note, how did we just bring Rockford to the end of it? But let's bring it to a close. I think it's a it's a good place. Yeah, I think we're at a good spot. Yeah. I, I totally kind of went on a little bit of a ramble there, but, but that's okay. <laughs> that's what this is about. And, you know, people know that this is an open forum and uh, we have fun with it. And hopefully, you know, we didn't go too long and hopefully people uh, will get into this one. Yeah. Kevin, Susie, Chad, <laughs> Mike, I'm talking about you guys. Our five loyal, or four loyal uh, listeners. And my sister tends to listen too, so there's five. Yes, and um, there are others that come up to us every now and again and say, hey, we haven't podcasted in a while. <laughs> okay, well, good. Um, that's good. A good start to 2014. Good start to 2014, so we will cast next... When you're probably back from your tour. Yeah. And that will be our subject. I look forward to debriefing fully with you on that. Awesome. I'm excited too. That'll be great. Great. So that's it for another episode. Catch us on thedotmatrix.com or find us on iTunes. If you search for us, we should be there. And that's it. Yeah, we're going to go chow down now. I am starving. Oh, here we go. Okay, Justin's hungry. Look out. <laughs> Okay, peace and love. <laughs>